Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and he's still on vacation, but we have one more day with Mr. Perfect in Hockey last night, Matt Rooney. Well done, sir. How does it feel to get the little sweep? I'm perfect in hockey and action. Both the action ones hit pretty easily too. I gave out Central Michigan as a plus ten and a half dog. They won outright. I think the the Northern Illinois Kent State total was like finals like fifty two forty nine or something like that. So that that cleared that over sixty seven and a half easily. I'm doing good. I'm 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 feeling well as as good as anybody can be after going four and zero. And if you read the blog like I tweeted at you last night, I gave out Alex Debrink at first goal score at plus fourteen hundred. That also thirteen hundred. That also hit. So that was uh, that was. I, I, w- I wish I actually put the money down on that one, but uh, I'll take the other four. I'll take the four and up. I was gonna say, where are you going to dinner tonight? You got somebody to take out, get like a steak or something, a couple cocktails. I, I mean, think, you should be doing just fine. Steakhouse, right? Yeah. I think. How about so. yourself? How how how, how, the, how, the, how did our NBA bets do last night? That was all right. A little up and down. I think we were one and two yesterday, something like that. Finally broke the win streak, but. We continue forward. We got a bunch of fun stuff tonight. Maxion, again, like you said, was pretty good. We had hockey, no baseball. Dan got to take that night off, just enjoy it. Was there anything else we missed that happened last night? I think those were all the sports. I think we think we had it covered. I, I was at the Blackhawks game, so I wasn't paying too much attention to the rest of the sporting world. Oh, other. wonderful. Yeah, it was. Uh, that, that's about all I, I can. Uh, I love a live hockey play. game. All right, let's jump into tonight. And as much as this game felt to me like it had happened already, the Jets are playing the Colts. I don't know why that was my reaction, Matt, but when I pulled this up this morning and started looking into stuff, I was my immediate thought was, I think this already happened. But Mike White comes back, continues to be the Jets quarterback, the man that ruined all the survivor pools last week. Jets are catching 10 in Indianapolis. The money line, obviously a big money line there for the Jets. The total sitting at 45 and a half. Did you have any thoughts on this game, Matt? Do you think Mike White can shock the world again? I'm kind of going back and forth. I think I'm leaning more towards an over or a Colts team total over. I think it's out of 28 on FanDuel. They've gone 30, 31, and 31 in their last three. Jets defensively are gettable. So I think that's kind of where I'm leaning here. I don't I don't know. I think if I had to take a side, I'd probably lean with the Colts at home, laying the 10. I'd also see 10 and a half, 10 and a half. I don't think I'd touch where I'd buy the hook, but I, I think I like the Colts. I, I just I can't really trust Mike White yet. How about that? I don't think he's earned my full trust. I agree with that. You see Patrick in the chat there. He likes the Mike White unders. I think that's a perfectly fine idea. I, I, people, I think, are obviously overreacting a little bit to his first game mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. I was thinking about maybe an under here. You know, it's going to be a Thursday night game. Those generally are very ugly, clunky games. The Jets coming off a big win like that. You know, again, as Patrick put up, they opened 259 on his passing props. Um, you know, 50, not, a 45-yard adjustment week over week, which is just absurd. But I thought maybe about an under here um, at 45. It's, it just seems very high, again, for a Thursday night game with two teams that I uh, don't mind running the ball. But we'll see kind of how it goes. Again, I'm expecting something kind of ugly. Nothing for you there. Here we go. Dan Wiener's going to go out of limb. He likes Mike White under 400 passing yards. I don't know what the juice is on that, Dan, but it's, it's probably a pretty safe bet. I did see a Jonathan Taylor two plus touchdowns that I, it was right around plus two eighty. I think that might be something I sprinkle on if they're going to try and run the ball. It's Thursday night. I think you might see a little bit more of a ground game attack. That that might be something I go after. But I just ten points is a lot. You you're probably right. The under is is probably the play. I, I might sprinkle a little bit on the Colts team total over, but there's not a not a lot from these games, these props that are that are jumping out at me other than maybe you know that Colts team total. 
Well, Patrick setting up the nice segue there. He's ready for some first touchdown scorer bets and not to ruin it for you here, Patrick, but I think you're going to get what you want. Of course it is a primetime game. So we've got some first touchdown scorer bets. Another night of big numbers. And as I say, most of the time, you look at the top of this market, Jonathan Taylor's like three to one. All the Colts guys are some very, very short numbers. It's, you know, it's really what happens when you're seeing a spread this big, you know, the market overreacts a little bit in the first touchdown score market. But as you look through again, you know, we continue to find value in quarterbacks and tight ends. We'll start with the Colts players. I've got here, Carson Wentz, 20 to one. Um, he is somebody that definitely rushes more than a, this number would imply. He had five rushing touchdowns last year. He's got one already this year. The Jets, again, not the strongest defensive team in the world. And we'll have a lot of other things to worry about with Jonathan Taylor on the field, with all those wide receivers, Michael Pittman, Zach Pascal. Again, those are the guys at the top of the market, and they should be. But I think we'll see a chance with some of the RPOs, maybe get Wentz to sneak in here. 20 to 1 is the line. Go around. There's some prices worse than this. If you can't get 20 to 1, don't bet it. Um, anything lower than that, we're just not seeing enough value. As Patrick asked for, we've got some Cox here. Mole Alley Cox, 16 to 1. He's up to about four or five targets a game here over the last couple games, um, but also had Jack Doyle at 22 to 1. Both of these guys, um, you know, again, Cox gets more targets in general, but when you get towards the red zone, inside the five, inside the 10, inside the 20, these are the guys right behind Michael Pittman and Zach Pascal in terms of targets. And Doyle's actually pretty close. He actually gets a few more targets in the red zone. So happy to take both guys here. The Jets are a team that um, has given has given up quite a few touchdowns to tight ends already. So happy for that one. As we look at some of our Jets players, Ty Johnson, 23 to 1. You know, obviously Michael Carter is the lead back there, had a fantastic week last week and is really kind of establishing himself there. But as you start to look, when they get down towards the red zone, their percentage of carries inside the five is exactly the same. Their percentage of carries inside the 10, Johnson's only a few points behind um, Michael Carter there. Inside the 20, they're pretty much the same. And for whatever reason, Johnson's a 23 to one. You look at Michael Carter, he's down in the single digits. I think there's a lot of value there on the Jets second back there. Uh, Elijah Moore, another Jets rookie who's really starting to take a step up. They slowed him. They slowly introduced him this season. They've been picking up uh, his routes run. have gotten more and more each week. He's picking up more and more targets, but this price continues to lag behind. He has gotten some nice targets in the red zone over the last few weeks. He was a particularly um, good target for Mike White last week. So hopefully he will be again. 29 to one looks like a great number for me. And as much as we're doing Mike White unders, it's a quarterback at 50 to one. that seems like he's got some mobility and isn't afraid to run one in. I don't know that much about Mike White. I can't even tell you where he went to college. Well, actually, I can. He went to Central Michigan, didn't he? I saw that, that. Never mind. I did know that. But again, don't know a ton about Mike White, but at 50 to 1 in a game, you know, the Colts, you look at it, they're not really thinking about this. They do give up some rushing touchdowns to quarterback. It's just a really nice price grab. So as much as I agree with you guys on the overall concept of Mike White unders, don't be afraid to try to see if he can hit the middle here. Get the touchdown first and hit all your unders anyway. I am I'm a sucker for a plus 5,000 first touchdown score, but I, I feel like I almost always put a little bit on somebody at plus 5,000. But that, the the bets I always like in these, and you seem to be on them most of the time, are the tight ends, especially a second tight end, because that's where you get a lot of value, and the backup running back, because who knows, you know, what, who's going to be the pass catcher, who's going to get a spe, you know a spare carry in the red zone here or there. And I think that's where always kind of where those those values lie. So I, I I love the tight end plays. I love the backup running play running back. Excellent. But keep going with some more stuff. The association continues. 
It is a Thursday night, TNT night here, so a little bit smaller of a slate, but a few things particularly interesting sticking out in the market. Um, for starters, the Jazz. Um, for some of you that um, monitor injury reports, I think at some point last night, someone over at RotoWire got their uh, wires crossed, if you will, and listed R Rudy Gobert out instead of Rudy Gay. Um, if you go back and look, it was Rudy Gay's injury, it was Rudy Gay's timing, it was all the same stuff, but they put it after Gobert's name. And as a result, I think the market got a little freaked out last night. You had the Jazz actually as an underdog last night to the Atlanta Hawks. They're now here starting to move into being a favorite, but I have them as a pretty favorite, fav heavy favorite here. Excuse me. Um, take a look at my model. I have about a two and a half point favorite. And, but that's before taking into account that the Hawks have one of the toughest schedule spots in the league so far this year. This is their third game in four nights. It's a back-to-back -back spot for them, and it is their sixth game in nine nights. They've been trying to rest players every night. Again, a lot of guys played last night. I think we're going to see maybe Troy Young possibly take tonight off. I'm curious to see if John Collins plays tonight or takes off. There's definitely some chance that the Hawks rest some guys here. At the very least, if they do play, it's an incredibly fatigued team. And as much as I do hate going against Atlanta at home, I'm happy to take the money line at minus 125 and also the first quarter money line. Taking a look at this, you know, a lot of times these first quarter lines are a derivative of the full game line. So if you can find value in the full game line, you poke around. Sometimes the first half and first quarter has some value as well. And I see that here, too. I have the Jazz minus one and a half in this first quarter. So to be able to get the money line at minus 110 looks good. So sorry, producer Dan. We're going to go against your Hawks here. It's a tough schedule spot for them, but it's only one of 82 regular season games. You'll be fine. Um, we're going with the Heat here. The Heat have been one of the best teams in the league so far. They're playing the Celtics, a team that I am happy to go against. Um, the Celtics here on a back-to-back. -back. Um, they did snooker us last night, beat the Magic by more than seven points. But um, I had to use up quite a bunch of minutes with some of their star players. This is just a really tough spot to come in. Being in Orlando, yes, it's a short travel spot. But having to play that game last night, going to Miami, and again, only be laying six points. I'm a little nervous here. Um, I, the Celtics have taken some money. This was minus seven this morning, but Boston tends to be kind of a public favorite. So maybe that's kind of what happened happening here. Happy to take the heat minus six. If the minus seven pops again, that looks fine to me too. I have this out at nine and a half, almost 10. Again, just before we're even thinking about the scheduling spot. And another first quarter play here, the Houston Rockets plus um, three and a half there in the first quarter. There's some threes around. That number is fine too. Look around. You will be able to find a three and a half. Obviously that's better than three, but again, three is just fine. The Phoenix Suns, clearly the better team, laying a very big number tonight that I certainly think they can cover, but they've struggled to start all year. You look at some of their first quarters, they're really clunky. Uh, the Houston Rockets almost beat them the other night um, after kind of a very slow start there. So happy to grab the Rockets here. First quarter plus three and a half. I have this at plus two. So a nice little edge there. A money line, two first quarters, and a favorite. I uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm for unfortunately for producer Dan, I think I'm with you on the on the Jazz play there. I think that's uh, I, I did not realize how how much basketball the Hawks have played early on, and how kind of banged up they are and resting some players. I, I like that Jazz money line at just that minus 125. I think that's probably probably my TNT basketball play for the night after hearing you talk about it. Um, hockey play? Should I get into some hockey play? See if I can stay hot. Why? Well, might as well. Hey, let's keep might the ball well, rolling. Right? Uh, I, I'm the, the marquee game of the game of the night, Actually, probably two of them. Those first two are, are the, the big games of the night. The Lightning, former Stanley Cup champions at Toronto. Both teams playing really well after some slow starts. I believe both have won three in a row. Um, I see some value here with the Tampa Bay Lightning defending, defending Stanley Cup champions, even though they're on the road, being an underdog at plus 118. 
Um, I, I like rolling the dice with them. The Maple Leafs are playing better as of late, but they still have some holes in that game, and I still don't fully trust their goaltender in Jack Campbell. Um, so I'm going to roll the dice with the Lightning there, being the, the road underdogs and the defending, defending Stanley Cup champions. I'm also going to take your Philadelphia Flyers uh, back in the Philly team tonight in their rivalry game with Pittsburgh. Not really sure why they're underdogs here, other than it's a road game. Uh, Pittsburgh has been without Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin all year. Year, I believe Sidney Crosby t- just tested positive for COVID too, so he's going to be out quite some time. Um, the Flyers have won three in a row. The Penguins, I believe, have lost four of five. I know they're home in a rivalry spot here, but I really like the Flyers this year, so I'm going to feel comfortable backing them as road dogs there, uh, get, getting plus odds on the road in a rivalry matchup. And then the the Golden Knights, who were in the news yesterday for acquiring Jack Eichel, he's he's got to have neck surgery, so he's not going to be in the lineup for a while. Um, but I like this over uh, against Ottawa at over five and a half at minus 120. Both teams struggling to score a little bit out of the gate, but been playing pretty brutal defense so far to start. Goaltending hasn't been the best for me either. I think both are allowing right around three and a half goals per game. Um, I, I feel comfortable with Vegas's offense, Ottawa's offense. While they haven't been great, there are some explosive pieces there. Defense has been bad early on. Uh, I think that one could be like a, a four to three, five to three type of game. So that's that's where I'm at with those three hockey plays. And if, if I go undefeated again tonight, if I go three and zero after a two and zero night and a four or four and zero on the ice, four and zero with action, I uh, I won't come back tomorrow. But I saw in the no, comments. you're coming uh, back tomorrow. Okay, then I'll come back. I'm going to make producer spot. Dan carve out a minute or two for you. I'll do. I'll do we're a not, guest have, spot. We're not taking you bear. off the show until you lose a hockey bet. I'll, I'll I'll do a guest spot after the bear. But I saw Alyssa in the chat there saying <laughs> I should take her to dinner. If I win three more tonight, I will take you to dinner. How about that? I like it. You should. You should. I should. There was a nice girl in there in the chat saying you should take her to dinner. I hope that's your. That was Alyssa. That was my lovely girl. Oh, that's lovely. Alyssa, he he should take you to dinner. He'll figure that out. But I'll figure. While we wait, we'll get it done. Did we lose Alex? I think we lost Alex. Uh, See if we can get him back in here. I don't know his. uh, I obviously cannot talk tennis. Um, as much as Alex can. I think we might give it a, a minute here. And if not, I think we might just wrap up the show. Um, give it five, seven seconds here. Um, but I think Alex has Anderson minus two games at the WTA 125K Challenger Midland. Uh, I wish I could give you some analysis on that, but I cannot give you the, the analysis that Nukes can. Um, so maybe hop on over to your favorite book, WinBet, our, our preferred sponsor, and try and find that game. I, I'm going to guess that starts at some point soon because most most tennis matches do. Um, but that's all we got for today. Tomorrow we got the ESPN College Game Day's Chris Felica. It's going to be with producer Dan and Alex. Alex just messaged us saying his power turned off, so that's indeed going to be the show. He's not going to be here. Uh, good luck with your bets, and uh, enjoy the bear tomorrow, Friday with the bear. See you guys.